Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So I'm sitting here looking at uh, some footage and stories about Hurricane Ian, which is now Tropical Storm Ian, and the devastation left behind as it made landfall and crossed the great state of Florida. And I was thinking, uh, what about monkeypox? Is that still a thing? Because I haven't seen anything. Did it just go away? Are we not worried about monkeypox? any longer it's over so i thought well let's take a look at some of the numbers and see what's happening and here in the u.s we have over twenty-five thousand cases twenty-five thousand five hundred and eight cases at the time of this recording to be exact so we're still number one and so it's still a thing and then i see i looked into some stories and the cdc says that early figures show unvaccinated at much higher risk for monkeypox. Do you believe the CDC any longer? I don't know. They also uh, now claim that zoonotic diseases like COVID-19. Wait, COVID-19 is a zoonotic disease? Huh, okay. And monkeypox will become more common I wonder why that would be. Could it be climate change? (laughs) Yes. Yes, it is. Amazing. Researchers say these types of viruses, known as zoonotic diseases, or ones that spread between humans and animals. Wait, I thought zoonotic diseases were spread between humans and animals. Anyway, uh, will become increasingly commonplace as factors such as the destruction of animal habitats and human expansion into previously uninhabited areas intensify. Oh, okay. So it's not climate change? Oh, well, besides the impact on climate. (laughs) Uh, You know, there's... Deforestation uh, means a loss of habitat that often ends up driving wildlife nearer to people. Uh huh. So if you're seeing the effects of the change in the environment, the change in animal behavior, and the change in human behavior, bringing wild animals and humans more into contact where they have been more contamination. Oh, okay. So it is. Uh, it's the humans' fault that we're. We're, we're raising the numbers, but the numbers aren't really rising as fast as they thought they were. So it's not gone away. It's still around, but ah, don't worry about it. It's just for those nasty unvaccinated people and climate change. What are you going to do? Uh, you can't change climate change. We've got to go back to the caveman days. Then we won't have monkeypox. Won't that be great? Welcome. Welcome to chewing the fat. <laughs> I see where my man Ye uh, was on the Alo Yoga's Alo Mindful podcast, and I mean, I I love that. I'm sure it's great to be honest. <laughs> I have not listened to Alo Yoga's Alo Mindful podcast, but uh, Ye was on this particular podcast. Now, the headline of the story says Kanye West. Um, his name is Ye. All right, we've been over this. I feel like I'm just beating a dead horse. I just, I can't take it, all right? He changed his name to Ye. Please call the man what he wants to be called. 
but the headline says Kanye West. And then they quote the podcast, at least in the podcast of uh, Alo Yoga's Alo Mindful podcast. He's talking to him as yay. He says in the, in the podcast uh, that he, the man, uh, co-founder Danny Harris, mentions a book about uh, confidence and that he found inspiring. Uh, he said that yay was telling me that he hasn't read this book, but I was telling him that every positive attribute he naturally embodies. And that's extraordinary to have that confidence. Yay. And, but in the story, it says Kanye interjected. No, sorry, Abby, uh, Abby Jones at Twitter. Uh, it, his name is yay. Okay. When you said I hadn't read this book, I actually haven't read any book. Reading is like eating Brussels sprouts for me. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. And talking is like getting the Giorgio Baldi corn ravioli. And so I guess that's a celebrity hotspot Italian restaurant in Palisades. And, you know, who hasn't been there? So uh, I guess that he doesn't believe in reading books. I, I, I honestly... I kind of don't blame him. I love reading. I, you know, there are some books I love to read, but I open some books and if you can't get me past the first, I don't know, chapter, I'm done. Uh, I'm done with it. So, you know, I, I can kind of understand how yay feels, <laughs> but you know, the guy doesn't read books. So that's awesome. He's only a billionaire. So why would you, why would you beat him up for that? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he was asked uh, several questions about Gap and Adidas, which are you know big parts of his deals, and you know the Gap deal uh, went away, and he said that they are part of a they are a part of a bigger plan to marginalize American companies and American industry. Oh, okay. He also said his latest endeavor outside of music has been his Christian prep school, Danda Academy, which uh, supposedly welcomed its first classes of students a few weeks ago. Now, people are pissed because the guy that's in charge, uh, the principal, I don't know if it's a guy, I'm sorry, it says the principal, so I'm just, you know, I'm just said a guy. It could be a he, she, fee, fi, fo, fum, I don't know. Uh, but the principal has no previous experience working in education and that families have been forced to sign NDAs. I don't, I don't think the families have been forced. The families were said, hey, if you want your kids to go to this school, sign an NDA. Guess what? You can say no. Huh. That's really interesting, isn't it? Because he forcing people, forcing people to go to his school with a principal who's had no experience, no previous experience working in education. Uh, look around at the previous experienced people working in education. That's a good thing. And if you want to go to the school, you sign the NDA. If you don't, hey, go to another school. Okay. All right. Good. Anyway, I know uh, Yay uh, believes that, uh, you know, he said Queen Elizabeth II's death inspired him to release all grudges. And, you know, he's, I mean, he's had public feuds with uh, BDE Pete Davidson, <laughs> Kid Cootie, John Legend. Those are good people to have uh, public feuds with, by the way, because they are, uh, they are some, uh, they're individuals in their own right. We'll just be nice and say that, shall we? 
Anyway, just know that uh, Ye does not uh, believe in reading books. <laughs> so, take that with whatever grain of salt it goes with. So, as I said uh, at the beginning of this, uh, Hurricane Ian, now Tropical Storm Ian, is uh, making its way off of Florida. Looks like it's turning back into the Carolinas, and then it will head into uh, into uh, South Carolina, through North Carolina, up into Kentucky, maybe a little bit of West Virginia. So you're going to see some some big rainfall, uh, and I don't know that it will strengthen back into a hurricane. They believe that it will. Uh, have enough time to strengthen back into a hurricane. I don't know how strong it will be. Uh, it's a tropical storm now. It doesn't will doesn't have time to strengthen up to a two, maybe uh, depending on how fast it is. It might even re reform to strengthen into a three. But uh, we'll see. Uh, but definitely be on the lookout. Uh, I know that hurricane warnings are up uh, along the uh, east coast, and so keep your head up. The destruction in Florida was uh, really bad, and maybe. I don't know if it was worse than what was expected, but it was definitely bad. And so the cleanup begins. Uh, they believe that, uh, you know, we, everyone was concerned in the NFL that Tampa would have to, you know, play their Sunday night game against the Kansas City Chiefs somewhere else. Uh, but the storm has left now, and they just, you know, the cleanup has to begin. And I know the mayor of Tampa, uh, Jane Castor, she tweeted that, hey, we'll be ready for Sunday night football. Don't be worrying about putting that game somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> we may be cleaning up after a hurricane, but we want that Buccaneers Chiefs games Sunday night here in Tampa at Raymond James Stadium. So, uh, you know, we can look forward to that. And of course, you know, Sunday night football will be all about the hurricane and the cleanup efforts. And then let's get back to the game. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. <laughs> So, a couple big divorce cases in the news. Uh, Jeff Bezos' ex-wife, Mackenzie Scott, files for divorce from that high school chemistry teacher that uh, she married a year after tying the knot. And, uh, you know, maybe they made the big deal about giving away her $28 billion. Okay. Uh, she uh, removed her husband's name from her philanthropic endeavors. Yeah. Because uh, Jeff is like, you can give it away all you want, but I'm not giving away mine. Okay, so, okay. Uh, Mackenzie Scott filed for divorce from Dan Jewett in Washington State. She has removed uh, mentions of Jewett from the charity site. Uh, he has disappeared from her giving pledge profile in the past week. It's over. Have a nice day. So I don't know what he gets. I don't know if he saw what kind of what kind of deal he signed, what kind of prenup he signed, but I'm sure it'll be worth the chemistry's teacher's time to have been with Mackenzie for a year. Uh, she's worth, uh, you know, over 20 billion, uh, they claim 26 billion or 28 billion, whatever it is. And she wants to give it all away. I just know this, uh, she's available. <laughs> and maybe she's not available. Maybe that's why she's dumping the high school teacher because she's already got somebody else on the line. Somebody else taking care of a little Mackenzie Scott business. And uh, it's time to give up the old teacher. Okay, have a nice day. <laughs> so, I mean, it's sad anytime somebody gets a divorce. So I don't want to, 
I'm not making light of it. I know how difficult going through a divorce is. I know how difficult it is uh, mentally, physically, the family, kids, what's happening. So I got it. It's really difficult. But if one were to, you know, stop by Mackenzie's place, maybe you stop by with a, you know, a little set of, I don't know, a little bouquet of flowers. <laughs> maybe, a, you know, a bottle of wine from France uh, and say, hello, Mackenzie. You know what? I think you should give away all your money before you die. I don't think you should. I don't think you should have a dime left. And that's just me. And, you know, I know that other Dingleberry, the high school teacher, he said he believed it, but you know he didn't. That's why you dumped him. I'm here for you. Okay? Okay. Good. Thank you. And now everyone is uh, making a big deal over Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, you know Marjorie Taylor Greene, the uh, congresswoman from Georgia, who's been a, you know, a lightning rod and a big Trump supporter and everyone hates Marjorie Taylor Greene. Well, her husband uh, filed for divorce this week after 27 years of marriage, uh, citing uh, irreparable differences. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, the petition uh, was uh, filed to seal the proceeding. I can understand that, especially her. I mean, my gosh, they just want to beat her up anyway. So she's going to get crushed over this as it is. So she's been married for a long time to this guy. They've got business. Remember she did the video about being, uh, you know, uh, swatted and how she has businesses and she's got the kids and they've got a family. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know what happens in people's private lives. She's probably, you know, busy and crazy. And he, uh, just like uh, Giselle with Brady, wants uh, he wants her to be more present. And she's just she just can't be because she's under fire and she has a congressional seat to uh, fight for and fight for the country, damn it. And so get ready for that uh, fun, uh, fun coverage through the press. Oh, good. How could he even stand to be with her? That's what you're going to hear. And so it most definitely couldn't be him, right? No, stop. Couldn't be him. She's gone all the time. He's out taking care of a little business. Uh, and, uh, you know, he wants to uh, wrap it up. Uh, I need somebody that's more present. And this one over here is a lot more present. So I got to tell you, Marjorie, we need to, we need to, we need a divorce. Okay. All right. Good. And I see where they were, have been separated and continue to be separated. So they've been uh, apart for a while. And I, I don't know, I don't remember now. Uh, in that video when she talked about being swatted, she talked about her kids being there, but she never mentioned her husband, I don't think. So he was already he was already hitting the bricks over there taking care of business with whatever little girlfriend he has. So, I mean, maybe that's why their uh, marriage is irretrievably broken. <laughs> Not irreparably, irretrievably broken. <laughs> Uh, I look, I, again, I'm not making fun of divorce. I know how difficult it is. I understand, but it's just, you know, it's fun to read about it and hear about it. Like, you know, you don't want to believe that you could hold a grudge. You know, I know yay just said he's, you know, given up all his grudges. Well, uh, this man, uh, allegedly caught on video. I mean, it wasn't allegedly caught on video. It was him. We saw it on the video, uh, urinating, on the grave of his ex-wife who divorced him over 40 years ago. 
<laughs> you talk about holding a grudge, man. Uh, you're divorced and she's dead and you're still peeing on her grave? Dude, let it go. <laughs> so apparently, uh, the guy's or the, the lady's sister and brother started finding deli bags filled with feces near the headstone of their mother. Okay. So he wasn't only peeing on the grave. He was leaving. Well, he wasn't. I mean, he was leaving bags of poop. <laughs> it wasn't like he was walking up to the gravesite and pooping. <laughs> so they brought the bag of feces. Uh, was left by a careless dog walker. I got news for you. Uh, you can tell the difference between uh, dog and human, but you know, okay. So maybe, maybe the poop was the dog poop. He was just leaving it there as part of his special offering to her grave. <laughs> so they contacted the police. They came, they came and took a report and they said, hey, if you find another one, let us know. So we found another one a couple weeks later. So they got permission from the cemetery to install cameras. So indeed, the camera timestamp shows a man I guess this, you know, that's where the allegedly comes in, uh, comes to the grave and, uh, for four consecutive days in a week. And the guy's wife now was waiting in the car and you could, uh, propped his camera on a headstone, shot the video and confirmed the man in question is his deceased mother's ex-husband. Okay. And he just, you know, would come and, uh, pee on the woman's grave. Uh, okay. Uh, no, look, is this guy in trouble for this? I guess. I don't, I guess you're not supposed to do that. And they of course are calling it grave desecration. And uh, we don't know how long this has been going on, but you know what? Public urination is not enough. We want a stronger charge against this man. And so they're trying to get legislation that will make uh, make it criminal to desecrate a grave in that way. Well, I got news for you, family. Uh, even if you make the legislation happen, uh, you're not going to go back and get the guy after you make the legislation. Okay. Sorry. You know, you just got to tell the guy that it's illegal for him to do it now. Uh, you should be aware of the public urination, but, uh, you know, he just said, look, I, I hate her so much that, uh, I couldn't take it anymore. And, uh, I just been peeing out of grave. <laughs> that's a grudge that is a grudge bro you've been divorced from her for 40 years and she's dead and you're still leaving bags of poop and peeing on her grave seriously let it go I see where Spain wants to use Shakira as an example for all the rest to pay your taxes. So she's supposed to stand trial over a 13 million euro tax fraud case. Uh, she's facing eight years in jail if convicted. Oh, okay. So she's accused of dodging tax between 2012 and 2014 while living in Barcelona. Now, the judge has ordered her to stand trial, though a trial date has not yet been set. Uh, she was going to go on trial for over an alleged 14.5 euro uh, million tax fraud. 
Now, I thought she'd paid the fine. Really kind of weird because I'm pretty sure she's paid the fine. So she rejected an out-of-court deal believed to have involved her admitting to wrongdoing after she was charged with defrauding the Spanish Treasury over a three-year period. Okay, so she's already paid a six-figure... There you go. She's already paid a six-figure sum. The Spanish taxman claims she defrauded, along with interest to believe it'd be in total $3 million. <laughs> But the state prosecutors want to receive an eight-year prison sentence. She's found guilty because we've got to set an example. Sure, she's paid the fine, but that's not good enough. She's got to go to jail. We've got to make an example of her so everyone knows they have to pay their tax. So previously, she was a tax resident of the Bahamas, and only registered as a full tax resident in Spain in 2015. Official residents in Spain pay Spanish taxes on their worldwide income. People who spent more than 183 days in a given calendar year in Spain are considered Spanish residents for tax purposes. These tax inspectors spent more than a year checking up on Shakira, visiting her favorite hairdresser salon in Barcelona, checking her social media to try to show she spent most of the three years in dispute in Spain. They concluded she had spent 242 days in Spain in 2012, 212 days in Spain in 2013, and 243 days in the country in 2014. So they submitted the report uh, that they submitted with their criminal complaint. Alleged the time she spent out of Spain were sporadic absences linked to work commitments. And she's denied any wrongdoing, of course. And she's paid the fine. So shut up. Leave her alone. That's just the government using, uh, using her as an example so that you pay your tax. You got it? I mean, she already broke up with the Spanish boy the uh, soccer player. So we'll see. I don't know what's going to happen. I know they've, they've talked with another divorce. I mean, it was a big deal. Uh, they had split, uh, after 11 years together, Shakira, man, she might still be available. So you may want to, <laughs> uh, if you're interested, you can, you know, bring that bouquet of flowers either to Shakira or Mackenzie Scott. And Mackenzie Scott's got a little bit more money than Shakira. But I don't know. How much is Shakira worth? What do you think Shakira is worth? What do you say? A couple hundred million? Yeah, somewhere between two and three hundred million. So good for her. I mean, that's not the Mackenzie Scott billion money, but that's pretty good. And it's Shakira. So tends to be maybe a little bit better than Mackenzie. But what do I know? I see where I mean, our look, our tax people do the same thing. They want to set examples so that, uh, you know, the king collects his due. And that's what they want, right? I got an email from a listener to Chewing the Fat, uh, sent to chewingthefat at theblaze.com. He is, it uh, doesn't say that I shouldn't say where he's located at. We'll just say he's in the military and he recently got stationed uh, out of country. And he was thanking, uh, saying that he loved listening to the show. Thank you very much. Uh, JL. Uh, I appreciate it. I don't want to, I don't to throw you under the bus. So I appreciate it. Thank you very much for the kind words. And, uh, I guess I should, you know, thanks for your service. Okay. We appreciate it. 
<laughs> but he sent me a link to uh, an IRS rule or policy. And I feel like we've talked about this before because it uh, is reminded from, it's in their, you know, their book of help. And it says stolen property. If you steal property, you must report it as fair market value in your income in the year you steal it, unless you return it to its rightful owner in the same year. I mean, okay, thank you. Appreciate it. Because if you're a criminal, you just make sure you report that income. Because that's a way that we're going to come after you. If uh, if we bust you, we're taking everything. And we're going to charge you taxes. So we're going to add to uh, the uh, charges against you. Okay? All right, good. Just make sure that that's clear. It's in the... Hey, it's in the policy book. You should have read the rules. That's just the deal. Okay? So same thing happens here in the U.S. It's just agonizing. I see another thing that's agonizing. Another three-letter group from our government, the FDA, uh, has proposed new rules for its uh, nutrition labels on packaging. They want to move the nutrition labels to the front of the food packaging and to update what manufacturers are allowed to call healthy with the aim of helping consumers make better choices at the grocery store. Proposal comes as part of President Biden's 44-page plan to end hunger and diet-related diseases by 2030. Uh, it was just unveiled at uh, the first major White House conference on hunger and nutrition. Isn't that special? That is great. Uh, it was the first conference on the topic in 50 years that laid out the plan to end hunger and reduce diet-related diseases, and it's going to improve food access and affordability by expanding food stamps and school meals, uh, increase healthy eating choices by including nutrition labels on the front of food packages. That's just stupid. And enhance food security research by funding philanthropic efforts and startups. The administration says it has more than $8 billion in private and public sector, sector commitments to meet these goals. Companies like Google, Tyson Foods, DoorDash, Walgreens have all chipped in. But some of the goals, like expanding food stamps, require congressional approval. Uh, that's probably going to be tough to get, though. But hey, let's redefine healthy. We're redefining everything else. We may as well redefine healthy. I mean, we've kind of done that already. We have, uh, you know, uh, we have people walking down the runway and uh, there's plenty of people uh, that are presumed to be healthy. We know better. We know better, but that's just the way it is. Look, I'm, a, I'm an 800 pound man too. I, well, okay. 844 this morning. <laughs> I've been a fat guy forever. I get it. But I know it. Okay? It's okay. I, I know. It's okay. I understand. I understand the health process. <laughs> and putting labels. Are you kidding me? Putting uh, nutrition labels on the front of food packaging. How do you tell what the... I mean, you just put the little name up above the, uh, up above the nutrition label. Uh, it's just stupid. It's just, just stupid. Wait, something from this administration is stupid? I know, I know. Isn't this the same thing where he was at uh, asking where the dead lady was, our president? Yeah, I think it is. At the, He was there at their special little 
conference, right? The Hunger and Health Conference. And then what's her face? The congresswoman who died a couple months ago. He, our president, Mr. Healthy, was on, on stage asking where she was. Is she here? Where, where is she at? Uh, excuse me, Joe. She's dead. I mean, speaking of uh, needing to have uh, a nutrition label put on the front, that's what we need to do to our president. That's for sure. <laughs> Hey, congratulations to Aaron Judge, the uh, New York Yankee, who has tied the home run record of Roger Maris. He hit his 61st home run of the season. Uh, Wow, tying the American League record for home runs in a single season. Uh, I mean, Maris did it in uh, 1961. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, 61 home runs in 61. Now, he's not going to break Barry Bonds' overall Major League record of 73 homers, but he certainly could uh, break the record. He's got, I think there's seven games left uh, for him to hit one home run to break the record. Probably going to happen, but uh, you'd think that, you know, he wouldn't get a pitch to hit. But they, it's where he hit his home run last night, man. Uh, they gave him a pitch to hit, and he took it. So congratulations to Aaron Judge. He's probably going to get the Triple Crown, too. Guy is awesome. Uh, so he will have a nice money truck backing up to his house very, very soon. I'm sure he's got a good truck already. That truck is just going to get bigger. And did you see, I, I saw where LeBron James, who, you know, you know him, you love him. Do you? Uh, he is now a uh, part of an ownership group for Major League Pickleball franchise. And I thought, Pickleball? I mean, is that what? Okay, so are we supposed to love Pickleball now? Well, according to this story, uh, Pickleball is the fastest growing sport in the country. Okay. So the number of players surged from 3.4 million in 2019 to 4.8 million in 2021. And they believe that that's probably an undercount. So an average of three new pickleball venues opening up per day in the U.S. Okay. I guess people are pissed because it takes over the tennis courts and public spaces. Tough. Get over it. (laughs) Uh, Sorry. Sorry to interrupt your tennis match with something else we're playing on your court. (laughs) So, you know, the pickleballers are starting to fight with the tennis players on the court. So people, (laughs) that's a new sport right there. The pickleballers versus the tennis players and just have them beat the crap out of everywhere. (laughs) The pickleball tennis fight club. I think I would watch that. I would definitely watch that. But, uh, you know, people are investing in it. Some big names and big money people are all investing in pickleball. So look for some great pickleball tournaments broadcast on a network near you very very soon oh and i see for those of you that were wondering and i you know i'm sure all of you were uh what killed the queen uh the queen of england's cause of death has been announced uh we've seen the death certificate and uh Her occupation, of course, was Her Majesty the Queen. She was 96 years old, and her cause of death was old age. So there you have it. Did you expect something else? (laughs) 
because uh, I didn't. So rest in peace, Her Majesty the Queen. I know. I saw, did you see where uh, Prince Charles, he's pissed at all the, those videos of him being such a douche. So he's making, uh, he's got uh, like a cease and desist where he's making sure that all the networks could only have so much footage and he wants to get those videos off the internet and off their news reporting. So good luck, Charles, because it's not happening here in America, pal. We're still going to play your douchey videos, okay? Well, it's time for you to step down and then, you know, maybe, uh, you know, maybe you give it to William, okay? Just maybe. It'd be nice of you. And then, uh, where, who died, who died today? Who died today? We've got, uh, a list today, actually. Uh, Heartland actor Robert Cormier, uh, has passed away after an apparent fall. And there's no other cause of death released. Uh, he passed away, uh, in Ontario, California hospital from injuries he suffered during a fall. So, okay. I mean, he was in American Gods, too. That show, wow, that's a big guy show. And there was some, I still uh, remember some stuff that happened in that show that is pretty amazing. That is definitely a big guy show. So, anyway, we'll find out. I don't know where he fell from. I don't know what he fell on. I don't know what caused the fall. But apparently that's what we're going with. So, okay. Uh, Robert Cormier. uh, Dead from a fall. At the age of 33 years. Longtime CBS correspondent Bill Plant dies. Uh, Wow. Okay. So I guess he uh, died of respiratory failure. He retired in 2016 after 52 years of news reporting. And I mean, he covered all kinds of stuff for CBS, man. Civil rights, Vietnam War, White House correspondent. Uh, he, He was... The other guy was uh, quite as we He did some stuff on 60 Minutes. So you'd remember who Bill Plant was. And uh, he passed away from respiratory failure. Bill Plant, dead at 84 years of age. And then we have Coolio. Coolio, dead. Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, Coolio has passed away. Now, we don't have any toxology test yet. Uh, there has not been an autopsy yet. And so we don't know what caused him to die. We just know he was at a friend's house. He went into the bathroom. Uh, he was in there a long time. And uh, his friend uh, came to the door and said, Yo, Coolio, what's up? Uh, you've been in there a long time. And there was no answer. So they opened the door and he was laying on the bathroom floor dead. Very sad. Now the paramedics... Suspect, obviously, like everyone else, he suffered a cardiac arrest. Uh, You know, everyone, of course, uh, believes that uh, there were maybe drugs involved, but there were no drugs or drug paraphernalia were found at the scene. Uh Uh-huh. You mean after his friend found him and called, uh, called 911 and cleaned up the place, there was no drugs or paraphernalia found at the scene? Oh, okay. And we don't know if he was vaccinated or not, so... We just know that he was found on his friend's bathroom floor, dead. Coolio, dead at the age of 59 years. And I got very sad news, as if the other three people I mentioned, or four people that I mentioned who were dead in this segment, 
<laughs> wasn't sad enough. I actually got news from an old friend of mine, Mike McNally, uh, passed away as well. I don't know what his cause of death was. He, I'm guessing, was in his uh, early 60s. I, I don't, honestly, I don't know how old he was. Mike and I were friends for a long, long time, along with his wife, Beverly. And uh, I just know that I was just alerted that he had passed away and uh, very sad. So rest in peace, uh, my good friend from uh, Michigan, Mike McNally. Okay, so uh, that is uh, who died today. Now, I'm going to end you with the joke slash story of the day. Very, very interesting little story that I got sent to me uh, on a Facebook Messenger, by the way. So you can uh, always follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR. Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. You can email the show at any time, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. Uh, you can subscribe to the YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. If you are listening to this right now and you're not a subscriber to the podcast, holy cow. I mean, what are you doing with your life? Be a subscriber. It's free. Everybody likes free stuff. Nobody likes a freeloader. Don't be a freeloader. Okay. Quit listening to it on your friend's podcast platform. Get your own. Okay. All right. And uh, of course you can become a member of uh, Blaze TV, which helps keep this show free. Go to blazetv.com slash Jeffy and uh, get your discount and become a subscriber to Blaze TV. Thank you. Uh, this story was sent to me uh, over Facebook. Uh, it's uh, the story uh, slash joke of the day on Chewing the Fat. Uh, Max got a text from Richard and it said, Max, this is Richard next door. I've been riddled with guilt for a few months and have been trying to get up the courage to tell you face to face when you're not around. I've been sharing your wife day and night, probably much more than you. I haven't been getting, getting it at home recently. I know that's no excuse. The temptation was just too great. I can't live with the guilt and hope you'll all accept my sincere apology and forgive me. Please suggest a fee for usage and I will pay you. Regards, Richard. Now Max, feeling enraged and betrayed, grabbed his gun, went next door and shot Richard dead. He returned home, shot his wife, poured himself a stiff drink and sat down on the sofa. Then he looked at his phone and discovered a second text from Max. It said, a second text from Richard. It said, uh, hey Max, Richard here again. Sorry about the typo. Uh, my last text, I assume you figured it out and noticed that the darn, darn spell checker had changed Wi-Fi to wife. Technology, huh? It'll be the death of us all. <laughs> uh, you could figure out your own little moral to that story <laughs> but just know technology huh that'll be the death of us all and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.